0: From the Afterbuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is Afterbuzz TV for True Blood. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest True Blood news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz
1: TV for True Blood. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. So this week it's gonna be a little different. I'm Sarah and I'm in the studio today, and I'm going to be talking with Aaron, who's over the phone. So if there's hey anything Hi
2: Aaron.
1: Yeah, so if there's any little delay or anything, just a heads up, please forgive us. We're just trying to get you all of our opinions and get you it on time. So, Erin, I think we were going to do a recap of last week. Did you want to take that away?
2: Sure. Okay, so for those of you who are watching last week's episode, the big news was basically that the vampires had to be holed up, right? They they had to hide from from Marnie's net slash Antonia because they were casting this big spell to bring out the vampires into the daylight, which we learned was what happened in Spain to Antonia in the 1800s, I believe. Um, She ended up bringing out all of the vampires, and they all died, mostly. So she's trying to cast this spell again. So last week's episode left off with basically all of the vampires chaining themselves with silver so that they wouldn't go out into the daylight. And the cliffhanger of last week's episode was Jessica basically escaping her chains and about to go through the front door and out into the sunlight, which would kill her, as you guys know. And we saw Jason running to save her, but as he ran to save her, we hear this gunshot, and we don't know if Jason has shot someone or if someone has shot Jason, and that was the big cliffhanger from last week, right? Yes. So this episode starts off right back on that thread with Jessica, and and what did you think of, of Jessica being saved by Jason here?
1: Well, um, as much as I don't want Jessica and Jason to get together, I love <laughs> that they did this because yeah. I'm a really big fan of Jessica and of Hoyt's character, and I felt like their storyline was kind of, like, on its own, separating itself from everyone else, like, could have been dropped and, like, not really missed. Totally. So I like how they're tying it back in and they're using more characters um, to kind of bring them back into, like, the whole society of, like, true blood.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, like because I love Jessica and her so much, it was upsetting <laughs> and together for me at least.
1: Yeah. they not
2: like kissing.
1: Yeah, it was kind of I mean, we've seen it before, but it's always been fantasies. This is like the pretty much the real, real first kiss, isn't it?
2: Um yes, actually. Yeah, this is their big first sort of make-out scene, and it was it was pretty intense, um, especially for Jessica, because she's kind of the one that initiates it, whereas we had seen Jason having these, like, sexual fantasies about Jessica, and we kind of knew that Jessica liked Jason, too, but this was the first big lunge for her into Jason. Yes.
1: Definitely. Which, yeah. do you, I think it's kind of funny that of all the vampires to escape, it's Jessica, doesn't that just seem weird to you? I was like, really? Yeah, she's the youngest. Yeah. I, and I thought,
2: you know, last week's episode um, actually had this bit where Jessica gets free and then Bill says, Jessica, let me out too. And he is sort of like still chained in the basement and can't get out and wants to go into the sun with her, but she's the only one who ends up making it.
1: Yeah, I, I um, really, I really don't understand that. Like... If anything, yeah. like, wouldn't...
2: In last, week, in last week's episode was that Bill basically didn't put as many chains on her because he thought, you know, she's a younger vampire and she was in a lot of pain, so he just kind of spared her, but that obviously didn't work out too well, so she ended up getting free.
1: Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, I guess that, would, yeah. that explains it. It just seems weird to me, you know, in my head. Yeah. And yeah. then... Yeah, go on. Oh, so, so after we see the Jessica and Jason bit, we also see a lot more about the pack this episode and also tying in the pack to other um, plot lines. So, for instance, um, we learned that the pack leader um, is actually Luna's ex-whatever, like father yeah, I, of her I child. Yeah, I love that twist. Mm-hmm. I love that.
2: I uh-huh. I thought that totally added to it. And and just seeing the pack with, like, Alcide and how uncomfortable he clearly is, I thought was kind of fun. Um, But seeing that he clearly, like, flourishes in that role because he was taking the lead and kind of reigning in the younger wolves.
1: Yeah, I mean, you look at Alcide and all I can think is, like, leader. Like, if I was the leader, I'd be so intimidated if that guy walked into, like, my pack. (laughs)
2: He's a really big guy. I would follow him. i follow him a lot of places. He's
1: <laughs> I, a monster. I'll follow you following him. We'll all just follow him everywhere.
2: <laughs> we'll all follow Elsie. He's become my new favorite uh, guy on the show. I uh, really want him kind of naked the way that Eric was this episode. Like, I want him shirtless. All I the time. I want him having sex with someone. I want that happening.
1: Yeah, but um, I've said this before on the show, but not with what's whatever her name is.
2: No. I know his his girlfriend who no one no one cares about
1: her. No one likes her. And she uh, really bothers me. She's really yeah. hypocritical. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen her like she was recovering the addict. She was a total mess. She like left Alcee. She's betrayed him so many times. Yeah. But like she's always like making him promise her things. And in the back of my head I'm like, really if he doesn't follow through I'm not going to care because you've broken so many promises that how can you expect someone to owe you anything?
2: Yeah, totally. I I want her gone, and I I do have a feeling like she won't last that many more episodes. I hope at least because I'm so over her.
1: Yeah, they're definitely trying to find a place for her. I mean, last season or the season before, she was like a tramp. And then the very beginning of this season, she was like Stepford, Stepford wife status. She probably even had the pearls. And, like, now she's somewhere in between. Yeah. Like, I feel like they're trying to get people to like her, and it's just not catching on.
2: I know, and I don't know about you, but I get the sense from, from her character and from the lines um, that she's really trying hard to sort of blend in and be perfect for Alcide. But she also... Needs him to bend with her because she's obviously feeling tempted by something. You know, she needs, she said she needs this pack. She finally feels like she's okay. So I almost wonder if she's like on the brink of, of going back to V or something like that.
1: Or something. She's just, just not a very stable person. It really could be anything. And she yeah, hasn't made. You know, at the end
2: of the episode, one of the last images we see is. Basically, Alcide, and we'll get to this later, too, but we see Alcide rescuing Sookie, and then then we see her sort of watching very angry, and um, I think that's some foreshadowing for the next episode.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure we'll cover it more next week, but if that is the fact that she's scowling over him saving her, I'm going to be like, really— Really, he saved you how many times? It's someone's life. You don't get to just be like, "Oh, he's my boyfriend. He can't save your life." Nah, like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Of,
2: yeah, and speaking of jealousy, let's let's talk about Sam and Luna for a moment, and um, and what's going on there. So in in last week's episode, uh, we saw that that Tommy actually transforms into Sam
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh and has sex with Luna.
1: Which is Sam, disturbing.
2: Which is awful, I know. And then in last week's episode, we saw Sam kind of kick Tommy out of the house and, and you know, say, you're you're done, you're, you're dead to me, you know, this is it. And then we see Sam trying to kind of make things right with Luna. I mean, <laughs> what do you think of her, you know, having sex with Tommy and then just sort of, like, taking back Sam? Would you have done that or is that, would that have been too weird? Not no. that you're a shifter, ch- but... theoretically.
1: I mean, theoretically. Well, I was thinking about it during the show because I kind of felt like Luna was giving off the vibe that she was angry with Sam. And I'm like, that is completely unfair. Like, yes, you're a victim in this situation, Luna. But so is Sam. He just had his identity stolen. And then his brother, like, had sex with his girlfriend. Like, that's traumatic, too. And, yeah, and I just felt like she was kind of, like, really angry about it. And I feel like it should have been something that, like, it would have been sad, but would have, like, I don't know, brought them closer together or something. Not, like, this anger spell.
2: I also can't imagine having a brother and then having sex with a woman. It's just, like, a lot of forgiveness.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of forgiveness that has to go around. What do you think? Do you think it's okay for Sam not to um, forgive his brother for this. Well, I always feel bad
2: for Tommy. There's something about him; that I just feel like. Read, parents are dead. He was raised a dog fighter.
1: That's but true. There's something
2: about him that is really and awful, and I don't believe him for kicking him out.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's okay for him to kick him out. Hold on, I'm just gonna check something. Jackie, Jesse, is everything sounding okay? Okay, so I'm sorry. I was just my headphones were a little cracky, and I wanted to see if it was just me or if it was the reception. So, Uh-oh. yeah, so I just wanted to check, but I think he's looking into it. I also wanted to say about um, Tommy that I think personally there's a difference between because he also shifted into another person this um, episode, who yeah. and so I now I think there's a difference. I think. They're both bad, but I think there's a big difference between him shapeshifting into Sam and, like, um, firing Sookie and obviously sleeping with Luna versus right. turning into Maxine and just trying to get s- a, some money.
2: There was something unintentional when he uh, changed into Sam. You know, he didn't know what was happening at first. But then we saw all the motions here, where he steals her clothes.
1: Yeah, that's um, true. That's a good point. Did you know was, what was going on? I felt like I knew exactly what was happening the moment someone walked in that house.
2: I think at first I was a little confused, and then I I, I understood that what he was doing.
1: Yeah, I like
2: he was going
1: It was like the moment he picked up the shoes and then changed the pairs. Especially, I was like positive it was him. It was really funny. No. I also want to say <laughs> one thing about this episode. It's just throwing it, throwing it out there. The whole vibe of it, though, was a little bit cheesy to me. Did you feel that at all? There was a bunch of cheesy conversations and cheesy. I think a lot of it actually had to do with Eric and Sookie. Oh well, yeah, that I don't whole know craziness. If I agree with that. Oh, completely. Are you talking about the whole like? It's snowing, it's snowing, and there are no clouds, but the sun yeah. is shining on my face.
2: Yeah. Um, that's a little much for me. The past two episodes the have like, really glorifying sex and, like, making it very, very, like, dreamlike, but it's a little weird. It's a little over
1: the top. Yeah, so you're saying, like, it's too over the top. I mean, they're trying to glorify this stuff, but it's just making it ridiculous, like... It's making it really un like obviously the show's not realistic, but it's making like the emotional part not realistic to me.
2: Yeah, it feels like they're trying too hard with that.
1: One. Yes, I agree.
2: The thing I liked that. Sookie and Phil was that a lot of their sex was like raw. It was in the moment. This it- is not safe.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. Um, on that note, on that. Aspect. I do think that Bill and Sookie were doing a little bit better. A lot of the sex scenes between um, Sookie and Eric are not good. That could in part be that Sookie and Bill actually do have like a relationship in real life. So obviously it comes a little bit more naturally she for them. A
2: more comfortable. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. I actually thought about that. Like she's married to Bill Compton in real life. Mm hmm. And then she has to be naked and doing these like really graphic. Sex scene with her co-star, and I guess that comes with being an actress. But
1: yeah, I think it's just funny because, like, you know, they're on the same set together all the time, mm-hmm. and of course, when they started this whole thing, they weren't married, so it's it just must be a really interesting vibe. I'm hope, I imagine that they're all like really family, like on the set, and they all love each other so much. But
2: right. I
1: guess yeah, yeah, and then so. About, I'm sorry. What did you say? So no, I was
2: saying a swap blood.
1: That's a
2: part
1: of this episode. Now, yes, you know. definitely. And then I want to talk a little bit more about Jessica, but instead of Jessica and Jason, I want to talk about Jessica and Hoyt because at the big yeah. end, we have their, um, we have an actual breakup that happens between them, and yeah. it goes complete. So sad. I know it was so depressing. And we have the fantasy breakup first. Yes, which I thought was real.
2: I thought it was real, too. I got really nervous.
1: Yeah, I thought it was real up until the point when she got in the truck. I thought <laughs> that she really did smash Hoyt's face in, and I was playing yeah. it out of my head, and I was like, oh, this is when she's going to turn him into a vampire because she feels bad. I but,
2: know, but then she's smiling with Jason. I think he's stood in Jason and said... He said, like, I want you to kill him and
1: then fuck me or Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, you really turned me on with blood all over you. <laughs> or so- I'm like, yeah, sounds good. No. um, Really? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so then we That's get the real but, thing. we get to the real thing. Exactly. Which goes completely differently than her fantasy version or dream version. I wouldn't really consider it a fantasy since it's weird. Um, yeah. and basically Hoyt doesn't play the I'm a baby wimp card. He plays the guess what? I've loved you too much and you don't deserve me card and chucks her like physically like she gets repelled out of her out of his house. Yeah, I love that. You did? Well, I love it Because
2: in the long run but I care more. he's just sort of like that helpless,
1: yeah, I think he needed this. I think he needed this moment, like it made me kind of be like, oh, hoyt, you're not being hoyt, but like he needed it if they're ever gonna get back together at all, in my opinion, because if he had done that they would they would have been done right now. I can kind of see them maybe getting back together,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Which is definitely. We're having a
2: little bit of self Well, should I call back?
1: Um, sure, and I'll start talking a little bit about. Let me see what we should talk about next. I'll just talk Maybe. about Marnie and Bill's conversation on the phone, and then you can come yeah. back, and we'll talk about yeah. the big ending.
2: Yes, yeah, let's do that. Okay, I'll call right back.
1: Okay, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about um Marnie and Bill. And they have a phone call today, and Tara's kind of like the mediator in a way between the two of them, and it's really funny. Um, you start out, you have the camera going back and forth between Bill, and then on the other half is on Antonia slash Marnie and Tara, and Tara's like explaining to her kind of how technology works, and then they start this phone call, and it's on speakerphone, and basically Bill is like being so apologetic and like oh I'm so ignorant and arrogant and we just want to have peace and it's horrible and obviously most people see right there this and it's like ridiculous and obviously Bill doesn't feel this way and you can see that wheels turning in the back of his head that we're gonna like ambush you or something and She's Marnie, phone call. oh, are you back? Hello.
2: Yes, hello. Hello. Sorry. So
1: I, no worries. So I was just kind of describing the phone call a little bit of, between Bill and Marnie. And I just said yeah. that, like, for me, during the whole conversation, Bill, you could see right through everything he was saying completely. Yeah. But Marnie, who obviously did see through or whatever, huh. was much more convincing when I was, like, watching her. I was like, does she know? Does she not know? And Tara's, like, believing Bill or something because she's, like, nodding like it's okay. And I was just yeah. like, this is interesting. What did you well, think about that conversation?
2: I also couldn't tell, like, exactly when, when it happened. But I knew that both of them were going to bring other people. It just didn't make sense that they would meet up, you know, alone. In um, a cemetery. People gathering. Yeah. Uh, especially because we've been able to see, like, the conversations that Bill has had with other people, saying that you know Marnie is dangerous and needs mm-hmm. to be taken out, and vice versa with Marnie. You know, Marnie seems to be like purely focused on eliminating vampires. So I think
1: I have a know, question. I'm 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 not sure. How did Marnie convince all of her followers to do that spell with her?
2: Yes. Yeah, so this was in um, last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what happened was that Marnie sort of brought them together into a room and, and said very calmly, you know, those of you who want to stay, you can help to fix everything that's wrong in the world, which is, you know, like rape and murder, and it's all the fault of these vampires. And if you don't feel comfortable, then you can leave. And we saw a few people leave. But the people that stayed were, were people like Tara and the new waitress on the show and, mm-hmm. and basically people that have been wronged by vampires. And then Marnie basically did some simple magic with them just to kind of show them the power that she has and the power that they can
1: have. Gotcha. So yeah. sort
2: of, it was it was pretty easy to convince them, believe it or not. <laughs> um,
1: Which is kind of ridiculous to me. I mean, don't people realize? Yeah. I know that, like, whenever anything goes wrong with me, it's like it's never... Like one, it's you know, it's an individual thing. It's not like a population thing, or I'm going to blame the whole world, or I'm going to yeah. blame all the plumbers because my toilet yeah. broke. Like, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's part of part of me with this storyline with with Marnie and and the witches killing the vampires is just that it's hard. It's almost hard to imagine that kind of long lasting hatred. Mm-hmm. And it's so long that you would you know, wait to come back for centuries in the form of another person and sort of convince a new coven. Um, but but she's focused. And, and as we see, when they go to the cemetery to meet up with Bill, she she has other intentions and, and she knows right mm-hmm. away that Bill has brought other people.
1: Yeah. And I have a then question. See, so yeah. I have a question for you. So a lot of the things that came like up in this episode talked about power and yeah. I'm just wondering, because I have my own opinion, but you, out of fairies, shapeshifters, wares, mm-hmm. witches, and yeah. vampires, wow, that's a lot when you say them in order,
2: mm-hmm.
1: which ones, how do you um, think the power rankings go? Because we heard the werewolves today say that they weren't as powerful as vampires, at least on an individual, yeah. one-on-one. So what do you uh, think?
2: Well, it seems like the vampires are more powerful than anyone, or so they thought, until this woman Antonia comes mm-hmm. into play, who is probably one of the few people that can actually have an effect on vampires, mm-hmm. like an immediate effect.
1: So, do you think um, it's like Antonia, vampires, witches? Is Antonia I think like that's
2: kind of how it's going? Yeah, Antonia, vampires, witches, maybe, maybe werewolves. Fall in there somewhere, and then panthers. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of supernatural whatnot going on. Also, so fairies. You mm-hmm. know, where do they? Where do they factor in? Actually, in the in the end of this episode, we see Suki use her power, if ever so briefly. She just she pulls out her hand and, and does a glowing light trick. Yeah. Someone out. I think.
1: And, oh, continue. Yeah,
2: go on. Go
1: on. Well, I was just gonna tell you what my little pyramid is, real quick. <laughs> I think it's gonna be Suki at the top. Because I'm on, everything resol- revolves around Sookie all the time. That's a good point. So, I, prefer, like, I mean, the novels are like the Sookie Stackhouse novels. So, yeah. I'm going to. That would be
2: cool, actually, yeah. to see her come out on top. That would be amazing.
1: Yeah. So, I think it would yeah, go Sookie first, like our fairies or whatever, Suki fairy, whatever. And then after that, I would say, because this is what I was thinking. I was like, if we got like Godric and Antonia. And put them against each other. Like, I think Godric might have beat her.
2: Yeah. So I think well, it's... He was, like, one of the oldest. So yeah. yeah I, I agree with you.
1: So I think, actually, that it all depends on, like, age and power. But that witches and vampires are tied. And they're, like, ranked mm-hmm. within themselves. But, like, there's par-on-par on, par on different levels, if that makes sense. And then Yeah, after, I
2: think it does. And I think... Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Sookie comes out on top, only because, as we saw at the end of this episode, she's taken down. Someone shoots her. We don't see who, but she gets a bullet in the stomach, and, and we see a lot of blood coming out.
1: Any uh, suggestions? <sighs> or, not suggestions, any whatever. You know, called? the
2: only thing I can think of is that um, Pam grabs a gun at one point, and she's kind of the only one that I see with a gun. But we don't we don't see any, you know, person or source behind the gun. We just mm-hmm. hear the shot and see Sookie. Yeah, I'm gonna he say can. it's
1: Lafayette.
2: Lafayette
1: possessed by yeah, that in person. Yeah, this
2: episode, towards the end, we saw Lafayette taking, um, actually taking the baby. He gets. I don't know if you if you caught the part where um, the the sort of ghost that he's been seeing. Yeah, the like, go
1: the ghost lady who like takes over his body.
2: Right, takes over his body, then he goes to um, uh, Andy's home, Andy Belfler's home,
1: mm-hmm. where
2: where they're all staying, where the family's staying. She takes the little evil baby, and, uh, or so, you know, this is another thing. You know, we've been wondering if the baby's actually evil this whole time, mm-hmm. and it almost seems like the ghost woman might actually just be the evil force behind it all, and not the baby.
1: Side note, I know I brought this up with the whole gunshot thing, but just a side note about that ghost lady. Yeah. Her accent through this entire episode was driving me crazy. Just wanted <laughs> to point it out. She was, like, yeah. singing in French. Asian
2: Creole. Yeah, that Creole French.
1: Yeah, she was singing in, like, French, and then she goes to, like, talking, and it's a mixture of, like, like, uneducated English. English mixed with French mixed with twang mixed with who knows what. But I was like, yep. "What are you? Where are you from? <laughs> what?" I'm I, so confused.
2: I know I couldn't tell if she was a slave or or a worker. I, I I had no idea. Yeah, it
1: was it was really weird. Just that was my side note. I'm still going to say it's Lafayette possessed by ghosts because they love to throw weird things in there. I yeah, don't know. That would be Probably some expl explanation.
2: Yeah. I love that. And, you know, the, so the end of this episode, we see basically Silky getting carted away by Alfie. He picks her up, takes her out. Yay! We, way, yay! Hopefully, this means more Alfie in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know where Bill is. We don't really know um, what's happening with Jessica, but we do know, we do see Marnie. Um, putting her hands on Eric and Eric going under her spell once again for Eric. Um, he's getting spelled.
1: Yeah, that's so not good. We
2: see his eyes kind of roll back in, in, in the back of his head, but we don't know what's happening to him.
1: Well, I'm sure if Maria was here, she would say, because Maria is not a fan of wimpy Eric. She does not like him at all. <laughs> So, I'm sure she'd be rooting for him coming back to normal. And even if he's fighting for the other side, being normal, Eric. Oh,
2: my God. He could be fighting for the other side. Maybe we can talk about this in predictions, but um, that would be really interesting.
1: Yeah. But who knows? Should we go to our predictions? I feel like we've kind of tied them in. Yeah, let's let's do some of that.
2: Mr. Jesse. And now, (laughs) you're after Buzz TV predictions. There we go. Uh-huh. So I feel oh.
1: like we've covered a few.
2: Yeah, well, we've talked about a lot of options, but where do we think we're going to go? Let's start with um, actually just Alfied and his lady. Do we think that they're still going to be together in this next episode based off of sort of
1: I think, end of the episode? I think she's going to throw a fit, to which yeah. I'm going to be like, please shut your mouth. <laughs> and then... But then they're going to go through, like, a rough patch, and somehow the pack leader is going to become involved and be like, you have to really make a choice. You're endangering us or something. And I think Alcide's going to be like, I can't do this. I need some time. And he's going to go, like, be a lone wolf.
2: Yeah, I don't think he wants to be in that pack, so I don't see him joining it either. But I wonder if, just to get plot twist, they're going to try to, like, force him to join the pack or something weird. That's what
1: I'm nervous about. Yeah. No. What about with Sam and Tommy and Luna and all of that jazz?
2: That whole mess. I think, honestly, I think Tommy is headed for, like, a world of shit. Because he just stole all of this money. He keeps it vomiting, like, really badly after he changes forms. Yeah. It's like something bad is going to happen to that kid yeah uh, not that bad things haven't been happening to him but maybe something worse like gets killed off or something like
1: or that or be used as like a tool for someone or something like blackmail totally. like the
2: witches could totally use him or the vampires he's very like easily manipulated and then you know with with tommy and um and Sam, I, I still think that their relationship is going to be on the outs for a while. I could totally see them reconciling, but not anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I and would I think agree with Sam them. Sam will
2: fight for Luna.
1: Yes, I think Sam's going to fight for Luna. I think Sam's going to end up marrying Luna. I know oh, it's a long term kind of prediction. I, but I want
2: I... Sam to be happy. I'm done with him being sad.
1: Yeah, I think he's it. definitely going to marry Luna. Most of my reasoning for that is that they've only had like one wedding. And I feel like lots of shows normally have lots of weddings. That's so true. So someone has to get married eventually, and I feel like it's <laughs> going to be him.
2: Yeah, I could totally see that. Because,
1: like, the only people we've seen are, like, Arlene and Terry. Well,
2: it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the pack leader and Sam, um, which I do think they're totally going to yeah. duke it out. And,
1: and like, come on, Sam can turn into anything. He can turn into a wolf. I mean, that's I think, true. I think Sam's totally going to win.
2: Yeah. Cause, like, I-, I would want Sam to win.
1: Yeah, I think Sam would win. I mean, all he had to do is like turn into an elephant and like crush it. I feel like that wouldn't be that difficult.
2: And then with uh, Sookie, where where do we see her next episode? She's being carted carted off by a seed. She's in love with Eric now.
1: Whose blood saves her? That's my question.
2: That'll be a good that'll be a good reveal.
1: Yeah, because I'm I feel like Eric's gonna be under this spell and not be able to do it. So someone else is gonna have to come to the rescue, and I want to know who it is.
2: Yeah. Bill, question um, mark? Bill Compton. It might be Bill's turn to get back in with her, which I don't really want, mm. but we'll see. We'll
1: okay. See. And then what's anything about Jessica, Jason, and Hoyt?
2: Well, I think Hoyt and Jessica are over. What makes me nervous about Hoyt is that he said he can't live without her or there's no reason to live without her. So I'm really nervous. Oh, so no, that but that was in the do. fake
1: one. That was in the daydream. Wasn't oh, it? didn't it happen,
2: too, in the in the second
1: one, though? Did oh, I thought that? he said he hated vampires. I thought that was his big thing.
2: Oh, okay. Um, well, then that's scary, too. Yeah, that's also bad news. Witches.
1: Oh, goodness. We're going to have a whole, like, true blood battle. <laughs> okay, well, I think that that's all I can think of for it's predictions. True blood
2: predictions, yeah.
1: Yeah. So are you, are you coming in next week?
2: Yes, I will be in studio and not via phone, so it will be much more fun. You'll be able to see our faces.
1: There we go. They can see my ridiculous expressions as I talk into to this <laughs> mic. I'm kidding. I don't make ridiculous expressions ever. Okay. Well, we have good ones. There we go. So I can't wait to see you, and I can't wait for next week's episode. Me too. I'm so
2: excited. I cannot wait to see what happens. Always.